like follow you the normal guidelines because like we have um pretty like standard media training i guess like riot yeah. really encourages their uh, employees to like talk, like post on reddit reply to players and so like That's good. we have to go through this training to make sure that we aren't idiots when we do that yeah for sure yeah no it's awesome we uh we hit up uh who what g fuel and the the social media guy from g fuel was just like now nah, we're good i was like oh come on man oh. <laughs> one day one day we'll get them on here we just have to get big enough and then we'll be good dude right. look, at, look at whopper's question <laughs> you want to get going oh we got going yeah I was waiting for him to get, get have a gotcha moment. There's no gotchas. We're all we're all. You always get got. My, the story of my life, What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Overachievers Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Vash, a.k.a. Charlie, joined, as always, by the infamous deli meat himself, Dami Ashi Pastrami, and Chef Crondo along uh, down in Florida, or Florida, right? Florida? Is that what you guys have? Uh, it's it's Florida. 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 It's also called uh, the cesspool of America. I'm sorry. No, yes. that's the, the New Jersey uh, in the South. If you, uh, yeah. you know, I guess if anybody hasn't seen the Tiger King episode on Netflix, that's basically everybody that I live by. So, you know, that's yeah, that makes, that that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen that, that's a fantastic look into what life's like when uh, you have too much access to meth. That's great. quality <laughs> family entertainment. Indeed. And speaking of family entertainment, uh, joining us, us this week is my cousin, Neil. How's it going, Neil? Neil Hello. works for. Uh, Riot Games, and he just and he agreed to come talk to us about his involvement in working for that company, uh, as well as uh, past stuff as well. So, how's it going, Neil? Thanks for joining yeah, us. It's going great. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah. So, why don't uh, before we get into like your background and whatnot, uh, you got everybody here can follow us on Instagram at og.podcast or twitter is overachievers p our website is being overachiever.com where you can get this episode and every episode where we talk about deli meat i don't know where i'm going with this i never have i never i always prepare to have something quippy but i never have anything ready to go that's because quips are supposed to be done at the last minute and considering your wife is the master the mistress well actually she should be the master mistress she be, she's like the no. ultimate master of quip yeah, she's, so, i mean she's the best she's dominating she, she yeah she yeah, I kicked all our asses in the Jackbox party that chat that we did. So what's actually worked out really well with thanks to uh, to Dines for get, coming in and giving us a raid of like 150 people that, that night. Was awesome. So that was uh, yeah, Mallory's much, much custom uh, uh, 11 year old cousin beat us last night in a mobile Jackbox party game. So uh, I'm still I'm still feeling the hurt from that one. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's uh, great. We're also we also do this um, this podcast live as we record it on Twitch, and you can follow that at twitch.tv slash og podcast. And that you know, you whenever you just you know subscribe to us, not subscribe, follow us. That's the word I'm looking for. So you can, no, you can subscribe. yeah, subscribe. Please. <laughs> we are we are affiliate now, so we are working on that. So you, if you it's want, you can Twitch follow. Burn. Give us yeah, your follow. money. 
Yeah, Jeff you can follow Davis. us and hit that notifications and you'll know whenever we go live. Uh, you can also join our Discord, which will also tell everybody when whenever we're live. Or any of us are streaming because that's all we can do now is this podcast and stream. So there's probably going to be a lot of these episodes coming out in the uh, near future. So we'll see what happens. Why, you don't got some place to be or something? I ain't got nothing to do, man. I have absolutely nothing to do. Hold on, let me let me check with my cat real quick and see if I'm available <laughs> to do that. Uh, anyway neil give us a little bit of uh, a background um i mean i know your background story but i guess everybody else doesn't really know so tell us like how you got into gaming where you came from what led you to work at riot games and your position but you okay Okay. well if i missed anything remind me uh let's see uh when i was like seven years old my parents made the mistake of buying me in 64 without me asking and then i got video games ever since um like as a kid like i got like pretty good grades but i wasn't sure like what i wanted to do i really just didn't have an idea i was like oh it'd be cool to make video games it would but like that sounded about as realistic as like being like a pro tennis player you know um <laughs> like i just like didn't think that that was a real job that people could have um and then when i was in high school um i like subscribed to game informer magazine and I, there was an article nice. about like going to school and majoring in computer science games uh at usc and i was like holy crap, like that's something you can actually do. Uh, At the same time, I was lucky enough that my high school had a computer science class. So I was able to try it, found it out, found out I love it. And in about the course of like two months, I went from having no idea what I wanted to do with my life to having a complete idea with what I wanted to do. And I've kind of like followed that path uh, for the most part. Um, Went to USC, majored in computer science games. Um, My first job was at like a small game studio um as what typically happens to small game studios uh that got shut down and they laid everyone (laughs) off um and then like i I floated around i was at facebook for a short period of time and then uh riot swooped me up to work on uh legends of runeterra which is my current job so i am a gameplay engineer um which when you think of like what uh software engineers do on a video game i think what most people think about is my job when in reality the majority of engineers are building things that have like nothing to do with like the, the actual like when you're playing cards in Legends of Runeterra sure. or like when you're attacking with champions in League of Legends. Like that's like ten percent of all of the engineers that are working on the product. Um, hmm. So yeah, like I work directly with the design team. So our game designers decide like these are the kind of cards we're gonna make. These are like the regions that we're gonna have. These are the deck building rules, and then it's like my team's responsibility to try to work with them to make that a reality. So we do, we build a lot of the tech and then we also uh, make a lot of tools to make it easier for designers to be able to like build it themselves without needing to involve an engineer. Well, that's pretty awesome. That's, that's a really good description of all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I had a very brief, this is a, a funny, stupid story. When I, uh, the, when the movie Grandma Boy, Grandma's Boy came out. Oh, yeah. Uh, Great movie. Yes. Whenever, whenever that was, what year? I need to look what, what year that was real quick. That, that must matter. have been like 2006, 2007, I want to so, say. So Grandma's Boy came out in 2006. I was graduating high school. I graduated high school in 2007. And I, I saw that movie. I let, I was already in the video games, but I never really, for some reason, it never clicked for me to try to like get into making video games. Uh, but in my high school, if you did well in certain courses like social studies or history or that stuff, they let you take, they let you take electives. Like sure, they had electives, which was pretty wild. I, I didn't know many other schools that did that, but our school had computer programming. So I, I took Java 
in C++. There was two classes each, intro and then advanced. And I got out, and Grandma's Boy just came out. I saw that. I was like, let's go. Let's make video games. And then I got to college, and I started doing computer programming. And I was like, let's not do video games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, it was uh, – man – it was, it was, I, I was like, oh, I, I, math, what's, what's that? What does that have to do with making video games? And then it's just like formula, 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 like whatever. And I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I'm done with this. I'm over this. That's actually the reason I didn't get into game. Like, I, I had a turning point in my life where I was like, well, I was 300 pounds. I lost 125. I could be a personal trainer. I'm decent at cooking and I love playing video games. And I'm like, okay, being a personal trainer, not for me because people are lazy. And it just, <laughs> and then it was like, well, I'm good at cooking, but, I'd love to get into video games. And then I went to like the art Institute and they were like, yeah. So, uh, what are your, like, uh, what's your like math aptitude? And I'm like, uh, not good. Not good at all. Like I'm not smart. So they were like, yeah, this is not the right business for you. So I, uh, immediately shifted to cooking and then, yeah. So apparently it's be really good at math to be uh, a video game programmer. That's why I work in the visual arts. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty things. I can see Same. stuff. Same. I'm really good at yelling at people, so I was like, "Oh, great! I'll be a producer." Yeah, maybe, <laughs> I could be, maybe I could be a chef at Riot. Does, does Riot have chefs? We there? do. You have, in, you have your in-house cafeteria. Yep. Dang. Yep. I see. This is where I went all wrong in life. It's true. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um. So, like, can you can you run us through kind of like a normal workday? Like, obviously not right now because right now we're not in normal time. Right. Yeah. Pre-pandemic normal workday. All right. Uh. Let's see. Normally, like, we get it. I mean, we're we're all programmers slash game industry people so we get into work at like you know 10 a.m isn't know. it the best it is it is great um so we'll like usually like have something that we know we want to work on right away especially as an engineer like we work out of a project management tool called jira so it just like keeps track of all the things that we're working on you know um mm-hmm. and then just start programming for about an hour then we'll have a uh, daily stand-up where uh, kind of my team plus the producer plus the game designer. We all like stand in a circle and talk about what we're working on that day. Um, and then usually like there will be like one or two meetings with uh, game design for a variety of things. It's like whatever it is that they need help building. Like yeah, we uh, so one of the things that's kind of interesting about uh, like the Legends of Runeterra uh, development cycle is we kind of made like a big bet on like the animation uh, special effects system, VO system compared to other games. Sure. Uh, like this is not to like, not to shit on other games, but like when you compare like our animations to like Hearthstone or whatever, there's like a lot more custom animations for individual cards going on in our totally. game. Compared to yeah. Cool. Well, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think Hearthstone is definitely, and this is not a, a jab on them. It is basic animations. I think, I think the thing with Blizzard's always been in terms of their games has been, to make things as easy as they can for accessibility, which mm-hmm. is all fine and good, but also some of us just want to see some dope, some dope shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like the cost that we have to pay for that is like our sets have to be like planned out and pretty much done like a year and a half in advance, so that we can then hand it off sure. to the team that's gonna like do all of that work. Um, so like we're actually already working on like our fifth set. Oh, you know. sure. Uh, well, actually, let's let's take a step back real quick because I just realized not everyone listening will know what uh, Legends of Runeterra is. Can we just get like a, oh yeah, sure? Let's yeah, just get a description. Me I mean, I, some people already have probably an idea. We mentioned Magic the Gathering and like and um, Hearthstone and stuff. So assume a card game, but yeah, run yeah. us through 
Yeah, so Legends of Runeterra is uh, Riot's digital collectible card game. Um, that digital yeah, only, right? Digital only. Okay. Um, it's a collectible card game, not a TCG, so you can't trade cards or anything. Um, it's set in the same universe as uh, League of Legends. Um, in terms of like how the mechanics play out, it's kind of a mix between Hearthstone and Magic. Like mm-hmm. it has kind of like. Uh, like magic has this like really really complex stack where it's like when you're playing digitally yeah. it, it can be it can be challenging because it's like all right I passed priority wait what is what is priority I uh, think that's one of my favorite parts of this game because it makes you think like when you see your opponent stash his mana mm-hmm. you're like what's he got going on like wait, what's so he like, got like, I, what's he trying a, to do does he have nothing or does he have like mm-hmm. is he got a spell up his sleeve that he wants to like counter a spell I'm about to put out or something which for me was probably one of my favorite parts about the yeah. game yeah. So, I come from a magic background. I've been playing Magic Gathering for, for quite a bit. And I'm, I'm yeah. curious because I haven't played Ruta- Legend of Ruterra. And I'm curious when you because I, yeah, like you mentioned the stack, the stack, the stack and priority is is pretty important in terms of like who goes when, who, go, what can happen, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean when you say there's that that doesn't exist? Is that what you're saying? Uh, or is it, different? it exists, but it's it's simplified. Basically, um, you know how in magic where it's like you can play a spell and then I can play a spell and then I can let that spell resolve but yes. before the stack is finished resolving I can then like play another spell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We don't have that. We just have the stack. You can only add to it and then it resolves like all at once. Um yep. so basically like there is some amount of back and forth interaction like more back and forth interaction than like Hearthstone does like in our game you declare attackers and then your opponent declares blockers but mm. less back and forth interaction than magic does because we think that would be like problematic on mobile and like a digital platform where like you could have, you just have to be waiting constantly for, for your opponent. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. The first time I ever learned about the sex, truly, I didn't talk to my best friend for probably a week. <laughs> I, I was, I was playing an aggro based deck. He was playing a, a control based deck. I was attacking with this creature. He goes to kill it. I think Hero's Downfall, wherever the card was. Mm-hmm. I gave it Indestructible, and in response to Indestructibility, he he, he uses second Hero's Downfall to kill it to kill it. And I was like, No, you can't do that. I just, I just gave it Indestructible. He's like, No, no, no. So this this is this this is the stack. So you did that. I did this. You did that. I did this again. And I was like, No, no, no. That's not how this works. I <laughs> just gave it Indestructibility, and he's like, No, 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 no. Whoops. Oh, For, we lost him. Out. Yeah. All right, well, real, real quick, real quick. One of my favorite parts, because you were saying something Sorry. about what separates your game from like other games, not to crap on other games, but yes. like with with one of my personal favorite things as a as a longtime fan of like the League of Legends lore and whatnot, were little things like uh, like when the Poros come out, or when the yes. Poro King comes out, <laughs> or when Rom comes out. Anytime you level up your character, like when uh, when Darius levels up and he's like Damasia, or no, that's Garen. When Garen comes out, he's like Damasia, and he does his spinning blade. Like I'm sorry, but I freaking loved that. Like, especially like little things like when Anivia does the attack and she does like plus one frost damage to everybody. It's like for somebody that has played the game since the beginning of it, it's really cool to see these same abilities being used in a different way. And like it kind of, I don't know, like I, I was a huge World of Warcraft player for so long, but that didn't translate into Hearthstone mm. whatsoever. Like I yeah. didn't have that same, yeah, same. Uh, sentimental feeling, you know what I mean? And I love, I'm, I'm definitely not going to crap on Hearthstone because when Hearthstone came out, pff, I, I loved it. Oh, I yeah. thought it was a great game. 
three expansions later, not the same feeling. Well, I, like, and I, think, just, I think I think I didn't get the same. That's the whole Blizzard deal. And the Hearthstone at first, I thought was a really. I don't think it's not a cool, uncool game any, or at this point. I, I just when Hearthstone first came out, it's just it, Blizzard did what they do. They just make the game as accessible as possible so everyone in the world can play it. Right? That's okay. fine. It just it did get. Well, I thought it got boring personally. I did try it because I I such a I don't know. I've been playing Blizzard dude, my whole the life. Arena. Like, the arena that you guys did in this game i love that oh dude. It yeah so let's so talk about like is there different modes is there different play uh, so styles of play like what's yeah, all the... I, i'm just hearing what you guys talk because i i purposely didn't download it and try it because i wanted to talk about this because now, now you guys are making me want to try this game oh i do my best friend and i my best friend and i played this game religiously the first two weeks that it came out like I'm talking religiously. I mean, I did like the first two weeks, like the arena thing. I capped it out and then I just kept doing them like over and over and over to the point where it was like, you can't do any more of these today. <sighs> I'm like, oh, dang. Like, cause it's just, it's basically like a, uh, if you guys play magic, it's like a booster draft tournament. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, that's, that's, is it, is it computer right now? Is it PC only? So is uh, it, any... it is PC only with mobile coming out. We've had our mobile soft launch already, uh, in Singapore. Yeah. And there were a surprising number of players in Singapore, wink, wink, uh, <laughs> that, that downloaded the APK outside of, uh, outside of the mobile store. Whoa. Um, but yeah, it's and people it's, in North America, <laughs> but it's, it's coming. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Why? Yeah. So real, real quick before we move on to that, because like we, there's a couple other games that we've played uh, in like in soft launch, you know, the Marvel Super War and all that sort of stuff um, that have used like Singapore and the Philippines why as like places. Why? Why? Yeah. Why is that? Because I've always been curious. Is that is something to do with just they have access to it first for some reason, or do you have any idea behind that? Uh, so I, I'm not like the most qualified to like answer this question but what okay. i vaguely remember hearing was um kind of like they are a good predictor for how things will play out in like the states like mm. just like the way their country works their players like behave like day-to-day behaviors um so it's okay. one of the best predictors for how your game is going to do in the states um it's also a really small market so if something goes really really poorly like if the game can't load it's like all right well maybe you lost all of the player base for singapore but like from a like total numbers perspective that's not going to completely tank your game whereas like compared if we launched in the states and something was really really wrong that could just like bury our game in the ground from day one and that yeah, was, like, that's an enormous risk okay Americans yeah. are very unforgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's just that's an interesting. Uh, I hadn't thought about the the market size and whatnot before. I was just like, oh, they're just in a different time zone or something like that. They're around the world. They just they get the you know the first dibs with most games because it's like almost every single mobile game that gets re- released gets an, released mm-hmm. in Singapore first. So it's like I've always curious about how that worked out. So that's a, that's a good insight. I hadn't hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So what were we about to talk about? I can't remember. <laughs> We're talking about Hearthstone. We're talking about expeditions. I can answer lots of questions about expeditions because I'm actually man, that's uh, so much fun, dude. Uh, I'm the, the engineer that worked on the prototype for that, and most uh, really? most of what I wrote is still in there, at least on the services side. Like the, a lot of the client code's been rewritten because, like, the only I, I, I'm going to tell you the only downside to it is mm-hmm. I feel like they're okay. So my my best friend and I did a ton of them, right? Yep. And it came down to the point where we said to ourselves, if you roll Timo you've just won yourself like a bunch <laughs> of games. Now, if you roll yourself like Darius and Ash, you're in for a little bit of a struggle fest. Yeah. Like there were so many combinations and it really boiled down to like two 
that just trumped everyone else, which I don't care. I mean, it is what it is, but like there was that, which, I mean, I guess I like for me, it was a little bit of a, uh, a shell shock the first time I went through and it was like, you could swap your cards out in between the battles. You could pick extra heroes mm-hmm. to put into your deck. Like each time you do a win. And then the one thing that I thought was really cool is like, you get two losses, right? But if you get to the next tier, it eliminates those two losses and you kind of get to start back over again. So it, it, it was, it was hard to be at my first one where I won seven, but I did that a few mm-hmm. times and man, it felt really good when I did. And it actually felt very rewarding too, with what you guys handed out. So that was like, Another thing that I, I felt like it wasn't, um, I'm sure maybe when it actually gets hard released, it'll there'll be a lot more monetization. I don't know. But my favorite part was the fact that I bought the, what, the $5 thing that came out, that you came out with it and, or the the starter pack. And I got everything I wanted in the game and I didn't really have, it wasn't that, that hard to get it all, you know? And so it didn't feel like uh, pay to win, yeah. so to say, yeah. as maybe it does in Hearthstone, where if I want to get a legendary card, <laughs> yeah, good, good luck. Yeah, dude. And uh, yeah, yeah, that that's definitely something that like Riot cares about a lot. I think that was part of the motivation for making this game, uh, where it's like we were looking at sort of the um, competitive card game market, and it's like why does why does every game have to be pay to win? Like, I mean, obviously yeah. we're a business, we need to find ways to sell things, but it's like what if we could try to make more money off of a like more sustainable player base compared to like a player base of just whales, and. Uh, <laughs> Don't even good don't even get me started dude. on uh, 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 Magic: <laughs> The Gathering Arena because it's, uh, it's <laughs> dude, it's like to get any card you want, it's such an uphill battle. It is so annoying. I was just it's saying. It's just funny to hear you. Yeah, I was just saying. I was like, I was just saying, like, thank you. Just you know, having a sensible sort of business yeah. practice, like unlike you know the games that we all play. <laughs> and talk about Marvel Strike Force. That's one thing that I've always felt about Riot. Like I have played League of Legends since it was in beta, and like I have never ever not. When people will say like, "Oh, League's pay to win," I'm like, "Dude, what are you talking about?" They're like, "Well, you have to be able to buy the champions." I'm like, "Dude, I got like." 400,000 blue essences yeah. and every champion in the game. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. And it, that has no indication of whether or not you actually know how to play the champion in the first place. Yeah. So I, and even with team fight tactics, like I never, there, I don't even think there was any monetization in that game. I think there's but, the, or, there's the pets that you have. Okay. Okay. Like, there's kind of like a, a gotcha system to like roll the ideal pet you want, but in terms of gameplay, it's fine. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of where riot will try to make its money i think in general is like we would rather yeah, you guys make a lot of money to, off that stuff we, like we would, that. yeah but we would rather make money off of like cosmetics than feel like oh you you want to win the game like better better hand over your wallet you know like i guess that skin made you god tier with uh <laughs> with Theraph, man or caitlin yeah. like dude i've actually like heard people make an argument about whether or not skins will make you better at the game or not and i'm like bro the, no, there, there is no, the meme no. of like the pay to win skins there's like those few skins that are banned in competitive play because the visuals like aren't quite as good but like it's it's pretty marginal yeah. in my opinion yeah, yeah. that's amazing yeah. Yeah. Get, get good is what i yeah. got to say to those people <laughs> like unlike me i'm terrible at all those types of games, <laughs> but no, i got to gold man gold is the highest i ever got and i felt like let me tell you that that was like the most monumental <laughs> achievement in in gaming for me when i got out of silver like that was oh man, whew. the climb out of silver is hard. I I relate to that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, is that with the League of Legends? I guess I yeah. never. Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. League, yeah. League Fox. Yeah. So it's like, it's, so it like, 
in League, it goes. It, I mean, okay, so in League of Legends, there's like a. I would say it's definitely a thing where like getting out of bronze is super duper hard because bronze is like the depths of hell. We'll call it in, in terms of ELO. Okay. And now they have iron, which I've never seen iron. I don't even want to know what that's like, but I started out in bronze and then you get to silver. Right. And for like probably three or four seasons, I would get to like my promotional series in silver one to get to gold. And you have to win like three best three out of Mm -hmm. five. And let me tell you, this became like the ultimate troll fest for me where like I'd, I'd get into my first game and somebody would be like, I'm going Trindamir top or I'm leaving this game. And you'd see somebody ban Trindamir and I'm like, no, please don't do this to me. And then they leave, yep. you know, and it's like, well, there goes one game. Then the next game, it's like somebody DCs and I'm like, rip my series, dude. I didn't even get a, sh- I didn't even get a chance at this, you know? And uh, that was, that's, that's League of Legends in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. And it's, 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 uh, it can be tough, but when you get through it, Sounds, Man, it was a good feeling. Yeah, I've, I've only played those uh, MOBA games very briefly. I mean, I've been getting more into them with uh, Marvel Super War coming to light. So it's just it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a lot of, I, I mean, I primarily play mobile games at this point because outside of a few computer games, like P, uh, games of playing on PC, like Dom and I were playing uh, Warzone today. And it's, first, it's the first game I've played on my actual PC in what feels like forever because I use it for streamer video editing or uh, color correction stuff. So, like, I don't really use my PC for stuff outside of work mm-hmm. so i just uh i don't know i'm gonna maybe once super war comes out i'll start to dive into it more often or maybe i'll re-download well you know, I'll I'll tell you super what. war is definitely like you know obviously it's a mobile game so it's a mobile like light very light version but like mobas are a tough game i i was really into heroes of the storm i never really got into uh league or dota just because they were too much for me like realistically both those games are, are, I feel like if you haven't been playing that from the start, you're not going to have a good time. Oh, yeah, no. The, the first 200 hours I played of League, I hated it. But, yeah, now, it's, but now it's like my, my favorite game to play. Of course. And they're just, they're very, they're different. It's like, I kind of feel the same about Fortnite. If you didn't give them from the start, you're going to have a bad time just because it's like every one of their mother is playing it right now. Like League is the same way, obviously. Like that, that game is just massive on a global scale, obviously. But then like, the the first the actual first MOBA I ever played wasn't any any of those games. It was a mod within StarCraft called uh, um, what the hell was it? Oh, Aeon of Storms, and it was a StarCraft based mod, a MOBA inside that like custom engine, and it was wild. And then like a couple years later, here's the storm came out, and it's a very it was also it's also a very light MOBA realistically compared mm-hmm. to other MOBAs, and I I, I love I love playing it. I I like could, I couldn't do that too. They're too big for me. But then like obviously Super War coming out from Marvel it's on another level of light because it's a mobile game. So it's even lighter. <laughs> I, I feel bad. I don't know if, I don't know if not everyone's playing like on an emulator on a PC emulator, but I'm just smoking it in super war. So I'm just like, <laughs> you actually do man. Like you're actually crushing people when I watch you. play. So it. either I'm actually, I am just crushing it or everyone else in the world who has it available to them is just playing on their phone. And I'm just like <laughs> hockey, hockey. Like I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'd say what though, man, you, you load up League of legends, you try you play and you grind and you grind and then you get a pentakill with somebody like Yasuo. And I tell you what, man, you'll, your heart will be just like ready to explode. Oh, yeah. and you're just like, <sighs> it's like one of the most satisfying feelings. Well, there's ever also too many, like, there's too many characters too. Like, it, it, like <sighs> there's like, like when I was playing heroes at this point, they actually do have a, a pretty nice roster uh, now. But like when the game first came out, there was like 15, maybe, you know what I mean? And, and they're getting more, but like, I wouldn't even know where to start in league, like which character to play, you know? Oh yeah. 
And you have to know how basically every character in the game works. Otherwise, you'll be hard punished during the game. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, oh yeah. Why, why did they kill oh, yeah. me there? Like, I have, I have no idea. Right. Know? I'm sure there's like metas, metas on top of metas. Like, it's just like. Yeah. You want to know what the meta is? You use the newest champion <laughs> to win the game. That's in League of Legends. It's like all the champs that have come out this year so far. Aphelios. Who else was Set. it? Senna, Aphelios, and Seth. Yeah, they've all been very, very strong. Dude. Aphelios is gross, man. Like, ugh. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> you're the, you're our you're our token uh, league uh, expert like, on this. Like the, so. thing, the thing is about the champions in league is like they from the from the very get go, right? Like the first champ I ever played was Blitzcrank, right? And you have three things you can four things you can do with Blitzcrank. You can either hook somebody, knock them up in the air, go really fast, or you can blow them up with an electrical shield. Then you got champs like. Uh, What's the most recent one I learned how to play? Um, well, I'll use Aphelios, for instance, right? Aphelios doesn't even have a Q, W, or an E. He, he he produces different weapons as the game goes on. And when he gets certain weapons, oh boy, you better pay attention to what weapon he's tossing around. Because if he I, uses certain ones on you, my God, dude, he will like obliterate you in two seconds. And it's like, I play champions like Caitlyn or Jinx, which are like from like 2015 and 16. And they've got like very basic yeah. kits. And so, like, as time goes on, the kits on the champions just get, like, huh. exponentially more complicating. And there are still counters you can use from, like, the previous days, but you got to be, like, 200 IQ and understand, like, like you were saying with League, it's like, you have to know every champion, and you got to be thinking, like, what's homeboy about to do? If he sucks, he doesn't know what he's about <laughs> to do because he doesn't know what I'm going to do. If he's really good, he's three steps ahead of me. So it's like there's this whole internal mental conflict that you're doing. So that's why I say it's like a very it's like chess on speed. Like that's like how I view league. But, so you, you yeah. play league too, Neil? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I play. What's your what's your favorite My champion? Favorite champ? Main? Do you have no, a main? Lux easily. Uh, oh, and I, I mean, and if anyone if anyone's listening that is a League of Legends player, they're probably rolling their eyes because they. I just they, they, make, they make fun of Riot for making so many Lux skins. So every time I'm in there game is. and I play Lux, they're like, "Of course you're playing Lux." You know? Did you see the Reddit post support. It was like, "It's been it's been six days since Lux has had a new skin, and I'm upset about it's it." It's about time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really like her. like I think her VO is great. Um, I like like the Star Guardian Elementals Lux skins, and like I I have really really bad mechanics, like really really bad. Uh, and she does a really good job of covering for that, especially mid to late game, because I'll just like know where the opponent is. I'll place wards, go hide in a bush, and then an ADC will walk up and I'll blow them out from 100 to zero and it can win my team the game where it's like so yep. many of these other champs. It's like you got to press R at the right time and then you got to flash and then you got to land a skill shot. And like, what if I land Dude. one ability and, I, <laughs> and that's and that's good enough, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds, that is, sounds about like what I am. That's how is, I play. Is it normal? Games. A character having fourteen different skins in League of Legends. No, no. no. I no. think the normal no. is probably like four or five. But okay. uh, yes. Annie and Lux have like ten or fifteen. Ezreal each. Has yeah, Ezreal's got a lot. Yeah. But I mean, okay. I, I that actually I wanted to ask you. Do you know? I mean, this is a this might be a question you can't answer. But what is it that they use? Like, do they have like some kind of system or? Uh, yeah, do they have a system to how they choose who gets new skins? And so That's um, a very interesting question. I have I have like a little bit of insight, um, but not a ton, you know, because I don't I don't work on that team. Right. Uh, right I right, heard right, right. it used to just kind of be chaos, where it's like whoever had a good idea, like you know, pitched it to the product owner, um, and Some then, of them are still and then good. they're like, all right, we're doing that. You know, um, these days there is a, a new product owner on the skins team 
that it's like, all right, you, you can pitch ideas, but like we need to use some amount of data to like, all right, these are the most popular champions. We should make skins for them no. because like that, it, yeah. that makes sense both from a business perspective and from like like one totally. of Riot's mantras is like player uh player experience first, like serve the player. It's like, well, when you make a skin that the most players are playing, you are serving the most like the highest number of players. Sure. You know? So kind of sure. it's like I can actually see that because I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like like gender or whatever, but I, when I stream or when I watch League of Legends streams, I see a lot of girls play Lux mm-hmm. like it's because she's just she's cool. Like you were saying, her well, elemental skin it's is something about connectability too. Cool. Like, and that's that's the yeah. that's the conversation about like why bringing in characters that are a, a large diversity because there's going to be someone out there that might be uh, of color or a woman or whatever. And they're like, Oh, I can connect with this, this character because they're like me. And then they play them, you know? Yeah. And that's very interesting. So in terms of like, I don't think, I don't know if we brushed over this. I couldn't remember if you said it, what were, what were the different play modes of, uh, uh, legends of Ruterra? Ruterra. Legends of Ruterra. Uh, so right now there's like two, basically yeah. there's constructed. I think mostly, I guess. Yeah. There, there's constructed where you have, um, like, the cards you own and you can build a deck from that and then you go into a queue i mean there's several queues you can go into like the for fun queue where like we don't keep track of your wins and losses um you're just playing to have fun um and then we have our ranked queue which like borrows the ranked system from league of legends so like you rank up from iron all the way oh, up cool. to diamond up to masters um where once you're in masters you have like a this is your definitive rank in the game you are the thousandth best player or whatever you know um and then outside of constructed there is the expeditions mode um which is geared primarily towards uh new players but there's also like people like me that prefer that kind of play experience where um you're not playing with cards you own uh you are going through a process where it's like uh we show you a screen that's like here's a pack of three cards here's a pack of three cards here's a pack of three cards which one do you want um, so your deck is going to be different basically every time. Your opponent's sure. deck is going to be different every time. And the reason I prefer that to Constructed is I feel like uh, it's kind of two different skill sets um, and two different like ways of playing the game. Constructed yeah. is you want to, like from round one, you have a general idea in your head how this game is going to play out because like we have 40 card decks in Legends of Runeterra. You could probably identify 37 of the 40 cards in your opponent's deck. Sure. And like and you yeah. and like it's very like repetitive but also like you need to know exactly what to do on each turn sure um whereas sure. in expeditions because like your deck is basically random like yeah. you you have to adapt to the current situation like every game feels very very different um and that's kind of why i, I prefer you have that. no idea yeah. what they pick exactly hmm yeah I that's funny it. that's that's wild i mean i'm i'm taking this in i yes no i i am excited about this conversation uh i'm just uh, i'm just trying to make sense of it because like i haven't played the game yet so i don't know mm-hmm. what what it's like or any of that sort of stuff so it's just interesting to and me you don't need to know anything about the champions to play runeterra like that's one cool thing about it i mean i feel like team fight tactics did take a little bit of that like you definitely need to know yeah. like who's good at what and who kind of <laughs> counters what i mean there is a meta in team fight tactics itself mm-hmm. But in this game, uh, I mean, uh, I guess there is like kind of like a meta a little bit in the constructed play yeah. you're talking about. But like when you go into those expeditions, there like you can't always get Timo in your decks. Even though like I was saying earlier that Timo is one of the best people, it's because Timo 
like uh, how how does it work? Like each time he attacks, he puts mushrooms mm-hmm. in their decks, and you could think of like the mushrooms as they they take life away from your opponent each time you draw a card, depending on how many mushrooms were randomly applied to that card in the deck. And like, there's ways to just exponentially grow that. And like in this specific kind of play, it's like the best because I think in regular play, isn't Hecarim one of the better? Uh, yes the, although the... we did recently have a patch that nerfed him quite a bit Ooh. as like oh a, good good he, so he got good. We, we shifted his power <laughs> around he became a lot weaker just like by himself and a lot stronger in good. decks that are built around ephemeral units because those spectral decks man oh my god dude the, the with the spectral sharks and the and the spectral riders mm-hmm. it used to be uh, can you guys see the expression yes. I'm doing right now? That's how <laughs> I feel when i was fighting against one it would be like you would just see like somebody with like eight cards in their hand and you're sitting there just like yeah i'm about to destroy this dude and then he plays uh what was the other card that goes in that deck that that uh that everybody memes about neil the the one that like when you kill an opponent or when something dies you can play the card and it revives oh, the, the graveyard yep that card used to Dude, be. You'd see somebody with like so eight much cards stronger in too. Hand. It used to be a six mana five oh. five. Now it's a seven mana Dude, four. You would four. see somebody. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it was painful. So what, when uh, I'm just interested to talk about a little bit of what you were just mentioning about a, a character getting nerfed, like um, when that happens, does like uh, does something like where a, a dev comes to you and says, hey, like, you know, we need to make this character a little bit less strong. Like, this is what I'd like to have happen. And you go back to him and say, hey, OK, we can do that. No problem. Is it your uh, essentially is it is it different in, in terms of like a dev of where like a dev comes up with the ideas and tries to implement them? It's your job to help implement them as a as a is it um uh, engineer essentially or uh so it's actually kind of like the reverse so most of what engineers are allocated towards doing is like building new mechanics for new sets so like sure. um uh, like our, our first set has a lot of different mechanics like there's the rally mechanic which readies your attack token which means you can attack regardless of what turn it is normally you can only attack once every other turn mm-hmm. um there's a bunch of like keywords of like this unit has fearsome, which means only units that have three power or more are able to block it when it attacks. Like this unit has challenger. Tell me about yeah, elusive. elusive. Uh, like like <laughs> challenger is actually a really good example of a mechanic that um, required engineering work because challenger means I attack. Um, normally, I, I attack first and then I pass the turn and then you're allowed to declare your blockers. Challenger means for this unit, I can decide who blocks it. And that's like a really scary thing to do on a game server where it's like this this player that is the attacker can decide who blocks their units. Like that's very like exploitable if you don't code it in the right way. So like that's the sort of yeah. stuff that engineers are super focused on working on. Um, and then we also build like a lot of tools that make it pretty easy for a designer to like go in and change the numbers. Um, and then we have like a scripting system that like designers are able to script a lot of cards in Python. Um, so for like what you just mentioned of like, hey, we decided to nerf this card, it's actually led um, by a designer on our team. So he'll go in and into our internal tool, change some numbers around. Um, we'll change up some Python files and then we'll send it to review for engineers. And we pretty much just are like, the, yeah, this seems safe. This looks good. Um, and is this game coded in uh, Python? The majority of it is coded in C Sharp. But we have we have an extension. <laughs> we have an extension that like uh, exposes a lot of C sharp calls into Python because Python is easier for uh, someone that's less technical to reason about and uh, make changes in. 
Interesting. Yeah, I just started teaching myself Python a couple of months ago. So I was doing that to make a war bot for MSF, but then, you know, Silver Ninja beat me to it. So then I haven't really looked into it since then. But it seems very interesting because I, I came up um, in, in computer science in college. That's originally what I was doing. I was doing digital media and computer science, and I really enjoyed the that aspect of uh, those two things back to back because I was learning, you know, HTML coding, Java, that sort of stuff. And I went down the Java path. I was like, Oh, I like this. I was like, Oh, Java, like JavaScript. Nope. Totally two totally different <laughs> things. Uh, so it was, it was interesting because like I had to fast track my computer science, um, a major essentially or my secondary major i don't know what they called it back then and so with that i was taking intro and advanced java at the same time and it was funny that i actually was able to get i aced the advanced java because it's the more is the, the the harder algorithms and different ways of thinking and i failed the basic java which i thought was <laughs> hilarious i couldn't get i couldn't grasp basic concepts but i could do apply them easily with algorithms all that sort of stuff but so i just i've been going back and reteaching myself Python. So it's interesting to hear that like you guys use a, a variety of uh, C sharp and, and Python for that. So that's kind of wild. I've, what is, what is lead coded on? Can I um, lots and lots of duct tape. Um. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Uh, okay. So, okay. I mean, it is, it is older. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been around it's, for a hot minute. I think so. it's mostly written uh, in C plus um, plus. Okay, and they, yeah. they started with like, uh, I, I don't think I'm allowed to say what game it was originally, but they started with a <laughs> like, totally random ass uh, game engine designed for an entirely different type of game and just built on top of it and got so far along that they can't turn back now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's that there's that meme mm-hmm. where like everything is coded as a minion and like probably one mm-hmm. of the most like mm-hmm. egregious examples is uh jarvin's old cataclysm which creates this like giant cone like around the opponent in the way it's coded in the game it's like all right we're going to spawn 200 indestructible minions in a circle and <laughs> yeah no that's, that, that's cataclysm yep <laughs> yes are you serious <laughs> that's yep. that's amazing i'm oh, sorry that's that's well, I, I have a, we'll get, we'll get back on topic real quick, but I have I have a quick question in terms of um, uh, from a dev and uh, engineering perspective. So in the game that we play that we talk about Marvel Strike Force, there's a lot of uh, issues and bugs that have been presented in the game with different. Um, this is an unfair. This is unfair to bring to this him is right un, now. This is unfair, <laughs> but like I'm I'm more or less curious as has because we always say like uh, we always say as us and other people who we've had on from guests and whatnot. Uh, who play the game a lot it's like oh it'd be so easy to do this it'd be so easy to do that like there's a thing where like we have save squads where it's like you can save up to 20 different squads that you can use in a different thing and they and they keep coming back to us and saying like this is it, this takes a long time to do granted we don't know what their their dev team is or their engineering team or however however it is what they have what their capabilities are right um so i'm curious as like without i mean it's it's kind of a it's a hard question to answer just mainly because you don't know what they're working with essentially uh but in in a sense of like if somebody i can't remember the game i think it's seismic was the was the company who who made the game originally the mobile game and then handed it off to fox next and now it's being acquired by scopely they um they keep saying like you know we had, we're working on this but take some time and things you know get broken and fixed we keep saying that there's no time for like qa or qc or anything like that what i'm asking is like is it a realistic thing to say like you know um or actually not i don't i forgot where i was going with that that question i, I derailed my train of thought I was, I think <laughs> is it hard to fix shit or are we just being babies 
Yes, exactly. That is. Um, it's a different it's a different scope and a different, different ecosystem different like different every, so like yeah a, a little easier background is like there will be something stupid like right now there's a big bug um in in a one game mode the normal main menu back button will pop up when it shouldn't be mm-hmm. so we're like why is this here this sounds so dumb this should be so easy blah 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 is a <laughs> is a like how hard is it to fix things how long is it? Do you like what's the quality control? Like, what is the steps? How long does that usually take? Like, are, are we being babies or is it actually just genuinely hard? Or I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, I would say it's generally hard. There's probably a good reason for it. Like, dude, homeboy's sick enough for his engineers I, everywhere right I now. I can, I can <laughs> give like a lot of like funny things that I, now that I'm on like the other side of things that like I can see, like, we, I, I see players complain on Reddit a lot, like the League of Legends, or sorry, the Legends of Runeterra subreddit of like, oh my god, like, why hasn't Riot done this feature, you know? And it's like, right. well, like, we actually had a play test a year and a half ago where a rioter, like, identified exactly what you're complaining about. And, like, what you're complaining about is totally right. But one of the things that's really challenging is um, when we're building the game, like, um, we have to be really careful about uh, being able to show it to real players and being able sure. to get like real data um, because like uh, speaking frankly, like copyrights are like a really, really tricky thing um, in video games. So if like a st- like an overseas studio, in a country that doesn't respect copyright laws at all, sure. uh, get screenshots is, of your game. Yeah, they will beat you to market with your own game. You know, yeah. so you have to be like super careful. So, like, basically, what I'm getting at is, uh, it's really hard to know for sure what is the most important thing to be building at this current moment. So, like, even though we'll like see a problem and be like, "Ooh, we should fix that," it's like, "All right, there's what already per- a pipeline going of all the stuff you're dealing." Yeah, with, right? and so- like, what percent of players are we going to be making really happy? And if we had yeah. the magic box that gave us the answer, then we would 100% fix the thing that is the most right. important. But like, we have so many different player types, and we're trying to make them all happy. Like, we have Which players. Yeah, sure. we have players that are like really, really casual players that like just like the story part and like for them the best thing would be like a single player story mode or whatever and then right. we have the players that are like super hard competitive tournament players they don't want a story mode at all you know like they right. want like more tournaments and it's like okay well which thing do we build like it's sort of like a data question and it's hard to know the answer until our game has been out for long enough that we know who are the people that play our game the most who yeah. most yeah. invested and that only then can we start to make decisions like that um, that's super in, fair in terms of like the bugs that you asked like so, sometimes um like teams are like really uh segmented so it could be that like there isn't a team that like owns this bug um a lot of times like there's bugs of an engineer that worked on the team for three years they're the only person that worked on it no one right, knows how right. the underlying system works and so it's like very very uh it would be very expensive to fix because you need to have yeah. an engineer like spend two weeks on it um and then the other thing is like the pipeline you know like my team we have a very very tight pipeline because we want to try to deliver new content at like a very set cadence to like keep up with like what hearthstone is doing what magic is doing you know so we don't have a lot of like wiggle room for like oh just just throw this thing in here Uh, well with that being said how big is 
the the Legends of Ruterra, specifically that game, how big is that team? Total, like, and that's total, not just like support engineering. What do you know by any chance? This is a guess, but like I think it's like around a hundred. I'm not See, sure and, exactly. And, and that's why I always try to give. I try and like I talk a lot, a lot of smack on because we play Marvel Strike Force, that mobile game you mentioned. Yeah, I, I do, I do, I, I have my fair of complaints and blah blah blah. But they're a team of what? You guys know like twelve people, I think. Something oh wow, like that's maybe small. maybe twenty. That's so really like, small. Whenever there's like these problems, and they're a mobile game, a, a lot of people play it. They do make some good money. But like, still, I don't know. I, there, there are times where I'm like, you know, this must not be easy. They're, they're, they're like working against all odds right yeah. now. And the other thing know. is, what, what phone are you using that this is happening on? Like, if, if it's an Android phone, like, good luck. You know, a lot of times there are these bugs that only happen on two of the 500 mm-hmm. devices that players are playing. It's a very good point. Like, why the hell is that happening? That's a very good point. So yeah, I, I, I would like to give them uh, some benefit of the doubt. Like, obviously, like you look at a, at a team in a game at riot there's teams within that 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 game's ecosystem but like you know there's probably like two dudes two people at uh at uh now well now the scopely. company scopely it was mm-hmm. uh fox next you know there's probably only a few people there working out like quality control a few people doing game design a few people doing like you know ui and and graphic and you know what i mean so it's like it must not be easy. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you said it, it's changed like studios and companies. Multiple it just times. did. They, they just got bought. Yeah. Again, so I think. Are, again, you know, right? Are they keeping all the same engineers? Because if they're Very not, like, oh my god, like you have to jump yeah. into this code base that's years old and right, figure everything out. That. They bought. They, they Foxnix bought the, the code base basically from yeah. someone else. Oh man! And then they took the game over from there, and it has literally been like since the inception of this game. It has been bug after bug after bug. They, they have never pushed out a patch that has not had a bug in it. <laughs> like literally not a single time in the two years that most of us have been playing this game. Yeah, and it's, it's like it's just it, amazing to me. It's a very basic like five v five kind of game. Yeah. So. And, yeah. but, you know, which which brings in what two hundred million dollars a year, something like that? One hundred ninety million dollars wow. in a year? No, wasn't it like a hundred million a month or something? <laughs> No, it was twelve million a month. Twelve million, okay. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's a very good point that I never even thought of before with the uh, different types of phones. You guys have to worry about two different types of computer ecosystems. Realistically, I'm sure, may, like maybe some people are playing on Linux or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, realistically, you have Mac and PC. You're, you're building this for two different things. Yeah. Man, I didn't even I didn't and, even think about all the phone ecosystems. And, also and I swear to God, like phones. Apple is intentionally going after developers with their little like notch thing that they added to phones that oh, like yeah, blew yeah. Up oh, all of our about, UI. Like, this little yes, thing right yes. I hate yeah, like every yeah. new phone has like a new like let's just like put some like little scratch yeah. marks in here just to screw with the developers. I'm know? sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about that the other day because I was playing this new uh this new mobile game and it was cool because I thought I thought it was cool that it like in this area over here it didn't overlap or the game like had those features still on the top of it and i was thinking to myself i'm like bro that must be like a absolute nightmare for the ui team like or the the ui ux team like they must it must be yeah. frustrating yeah it must be frustrating <laughs> so what out of like all the games riot's got going on what is your favorite what's your favorite to play um let's see i mean i think i'm contractually obligated to say i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) but i mean so i would say legends of runeterra like definitely was my favorite game like for about like a year or a year and a half when i've been 
when I, like when I'm playing, but I've joined the team like two years ago, you know? Yeah, and I yeah. joined the team because like I came from like a magic background. Like I used to play Magic the Gathering competitively. Hell yeah. Uh Same, I saw, my guy. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Cool. Hell yeah. Um so like yeah, like I was really, really excited by the idea to try to compete with magic. Cause like, I think they do a lot of things great. I think there's a lot of things that they could do better. And I'm like, hell yeah. A lot like, of things they could do like, better. Like, like let's, let's fix up a lot of the things that like we think magic can do better. Um, so like, I was really, really excited about that. The content side of things on Legends of Runeterra, honestly, like I don't play that much on live anymore. Cause I have been playing this set one for basically two years and it's designed right. to like be like at most like a six month experience, eight month experience before you get tired of it. So I think once uh once our next set comes out, um I'll play a lot a lot more, especially because like I honestly haven't played that much of our second set. Like so much of our focus was on the first set because it's like, all right, that's gonna be like a tomorrow us problem. Like we 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 want our game to succeed. We want the best yeah. set one possible, you know. Um so right now I play more League of Legends than I play Legends of Runeterra. That's but, fair. Uh, I anticipate that changing in the future, you, especially once and, we and get what, there. And what rank are you? Yeah, I'm actually, well, let's see, uh, I'm gold right now in League of Legends. Nice. I, I, was, I was plat four last year. Woo! I was very proud of that. That was my that was my goal that I've been working towards for, for years. Do you uh, stream or anything? Uh, I I actually just streamed last night uh, Legends oh, of Terra. Yeah. I'm too bad at League of Legends to stream, and, and, and I yeah, wouldn't yeah. have anything valuable to offer. I, I feel you on that fair. one. I feel you on that <laughs> one. Yeah, that's fair. Are you, yeah. are, are you, I don't know if you're allowed to say it, do you still play Magic at all? <laughs> Oh yeah, I I still play Magic. I don't yeah. play like so like I used to like travel all around the United States playing these tournaments. Oh, called you did like Grand Pro Prix. Oh, you did Grand Prix. I, okay, I, I played in one Pro Tour. I was like okay. just on like the borderline of good enough yeah. to you know compete for um, sure. But like that is such a like uh, suck on your time and oh, your wallet that like I I stopped doing it a couple years ago. Um, I basically like did it a lot in, when I was in my first job. Um, and what was I the last block that you uh, you played competitively in? Mine was oh, the cons man. block. I, I left. I left. So I played really heavily up until um, all of cons, like cons of Tar- Tarkir and stuff. Yeah. And then they changed the the rotation of standard. I don't yep. know if you remember that. I don't know if you were uh, still playing at that point. They made standard uh, a little shorter, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, and they it really it really bugged me because I, I just lost about five thousand dollars worth of of card playability oh i have a similar experience oh, to really? what ma- made me churn uh yeah uh so i think i stopped playing at like shadows over innistrad and what really got me is like I was oh, a little most, bit after yeah, yeah. I, I was mostly a magic online player and they sure. like introduced introduced uh play points and i'm like yeah great like you got to fix the economy in magic online like reward players with play points instead of packs so packs don't like Packs they used to sell in their store for four dollars, but they would become devalued to like two dollars, and like that yep. was not great. So like everything they were doing up to that point like made total sense, but then once they started selling play points in the store for cheaper Whoa. than event tickets, they Whoa. devalued every person's account. Like I and lost over a thousand dollars overnight. Dude, they've they they've done a lot of things right over the years. The thing that I've always thought Magic Wizards of the Coast specifically they, that's who own Magic of the Gathering for those listening. The thing that Wizards of the Coast always lagged on was their games economy and that's both real world and like i I guess no it is all real world and that uh, when i say that i mean the 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 financial burden of players buying single single cards obviously because a lot of cards are trash a lot of cards are good blah 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 but it's always been difficult like like, you know i got in heavy competitive play around um the the 
Guilds of not Guilds of Ravnica, Return to Ravnica. That was that was yep. that was right before Theros, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, these are different uh, sets, by the way, boys. Um, got really heavy to then. Had a lot of good cards, expensive cards, blah blah blah. And then as I got for, as I got in, going to concert here, I'm still using a lot of cards from like Theros and all that stuff. And the rotation changed so like overnight so fast that like I lost th- like two blocks between between Ravnica and yeah. Theros. And that's a lot. That was a lot of money just over time spent. Not even like I went out and spent all this money overnight. That was just time spent accumulating. Yeah. And then. You know the the and then they kept changing the four. They didn't know where they wanted to sit, and it just seemed like they just weren't getting a grasp of the economy. You had cards going from like a hundred dollars for like a fetch land overnight. Well, fetches are always expensive. Yeah, that's not yeah. But like you had like cards that were like hundred dollars, and then overnight they're just dead. They're like yep. literally dollars, and it's just like this just is not. That's not fun because I I had to spend money on that. You know, yeah. I had to. It is very pay to win, obviously, in that in that sense. But man, it, it just it, it just seems like there will never be a player friendly like economy to magic and how to get cards, yeah. how to get decks. I mean, I'll defend it a little bit. I actually like don't think it is pay to win, but I do think it is like pay to play. Um, and it can exclude a large number of players that would otherwise be able to like partake in this like awesome competitive experience dude i I think i think actually you did the opposite of any of them because pay to play is worse than pay to win Uh, (laughs) anyway because if anyone can play cool that doesn't mean everyone's gonna win but if you have to pay just to play that's even more difficult because i can go out and spend a dollar and get a trash deck right i I guess it'll never win yeah i guess the differentiation that i'm trying to make is like i think a lot of uh like pay to win games just don't have a cap like you can always spend more money and you will always get more powerful like at least in magic like you eventually like all right you have bought the meta deck you cannot get any better by spending money now you must get better at the game if you want to improve your win rate but that's that's the hard thing though there will always be a counter to that meta deck and if you want to then counter that you got to spend more money that's true that's true. But and that's I mean, the hard yeah. thing. I mean, Welcome to Marvel Strike Force. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm curious, are you guys, are you like, is there, are there, pl- uh, maybe this is about, you can't answer this, but are there plans to like kind of turn some of the Runeterra play into like tournament slash pro series and stuff like that? Uh, I mean, I can't give like specific details, but it's, yeah, it's yeah, something yeah, yeah. that we're, we're thinking about something that we are, uh, well, I guess what I can say is we are actively trying to find more ways to uh let our players experience our game like different ways of playing legend hmm. of Terra. so we want to serve a lot of different player archetypes i don't think we've landed on exactly what it is we want to build or when it yeah. will come out but like we, we want there to be more for you to do in the client than just like expeditions or constructed you know okay that's fair that's very fair that's cool i'm excited to give it a try because i really want to yeah you i'm know. gonna give it a try too Shit. Check it out. Um, and especially once it goes, um, once it goes live uh, globally too. Like I'll definitely try that on my iPad and, and iPhone. Just yeah. Because I I played Hearthstone for a bit and I, I kind of like the concept of it, but I felt like I joined it and I was like maybe two years in. I felt like so lost with it. So I feel like we talking Hearthstone. Yeah. So yeah. I really yeah. didn't know what I was doing or had any sort of concept of what was good, what was bad. They they didn't really yeah. make the tutorials like very good because they just like okay uh and then here you go play and you're like uh yeah like what do i have to work on the thing too about card games regardless of which we're talking about like either whether it be paper or digital they're they're very they're not very intuitive this shit's hard they're hard like there's a lot of uh not just strategy but 
like for like we were talking about magic before in the stack and priority and all that stuff. That is a very hard thing to grasp. That took me a like a long time to figure that out. It took yeah. me like a while to figure that out. And then even if you don't have that exact style of stack and stuff, like these are these are you have to know you like and we talked about League of Legends. You but it's the same thing. Regardless of what card game you're playing, you have to know what every card does. Yep. Yeah. You, you do. You have to know like. I'm gonna play this creature. Or I'm gonna play this 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 planeswalker, or whatever. I don't know if you guys have a, a similar thing or a hero, or whatever. Can they counter this? Can they kill off the bat? Will I even be able to use the ability? Like, you have to have yeah. that. You take a lot of gambles. It's 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 difficult. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm gonna sound like a total uh, like paid employee ad, which I shell. guess I am. Yeah, shell. <laughs> uh, but to me, like in Magic, I, I was tended to be a pretty slow player, and I felt like usually. Um, I could come up with what I thought was like the best play for my turn. I feel like that's never true for Legends of Runeterra because we have How our so? timer. So, so we have our timer. So like you're limited uh, on time. Okay, uh, okay. And different from uh, Magic, like we we don't have lands. Um, so your opponent is always drawing a real live card. So like in mm. Magic, a lot of the times in the late game, you'll like grind your opponent to Dude. a pulp. Like you'll you'll be up on cards and you're like, I know they have nothing. I can just play as if they have nothing and I'm going to win. And the Legends of Runeterra, they always have something, and oh. they always have mana because every turn you get one mana. So like every turn, even if you're really really far ahead, can be really nerve wracking because it's like we have a few cards that like are really really swingy. There's a card that says like destroy all creatures. So if you try to play one more card, you then attack with it and and like kill your opponent. You could get hard punished for that because every time you take mm. an action, your opponent has a chance to take an action. So sure. uh, that's, yeah, that's like, wild. Yeah. It is. It, there's a lot of. There's so much strategy. See that kind of that's I, hilarious. Sorry, good. I found that like if you, like when I started, when my, my friend and I started really grinding the expeditions, we found that like there, especially with like the Teemo deck, for example, you want to when it becomes your turn, if you have creatures on the board and he doesn't, dude, don't don't put another one on the board yeah, because you're giving you him attack. a chance. Yeah. yeah, you want to attack right away. Because like you don't know if maybe he has something like that card you're talking about right there, and you just threw your whole hand down, and he's like, "Oh wait, guess what? Since I get to move, yeah, all your cards are gone." I've learned that. I mean, that's actually what I think is really interesting. I feel like uh, when you start off, the very first thing you do is like, "Oh, I just always play my units," and then I like have the biggest board possible to attack, and then like the level two is like always attack when it's your turn, and then the level three is like always attack 95% of the time, except when you identify the case where, like, that's not going to win you the game anyways. You know? So I, I think mm-hmm, it's pretty mm-hmm. interesting. That's funny. I've always been uh, mostly a control player in Magic myself, so I like that late game. I like that, like, slow grind. I love yeah. that. There's nothing more satisfying for me to just board wipe uh, an aggro or <laughs> whatever. Uh, Dude, I got board like, wiped so many times it, when I'm thinking I'm about to win. It's nerve-wracking for me to think that in like in Ruterra, she's off the bat is is dangerous. Like uh, uh, you don't even, I don't know. It's very interesting. <laughs> One thing I also like is the fact that even if you have even if you have the ability to heal yourself, you do not go over twenty yeah. health. Like you're you, like I was not a fan of that in other games where it's like oh, you I have god tier decks where you're like oh I have fifty life yeah. <laughs> and I very much like the fact that you cannot do that. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. But, I love it all. I, I, I that's that's what that I, I tell you that I do like long games of Magic. Uh, people people used to get so mad at me, especially in Friday Magic games, because I I would always have like either a Super Friends or just a standard control deck, and I would just be sitting there like take t- take taking my time, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I will say to add on to what you were saying earlier about different game modes, like when you said something about there being a story mode, I'm not going to lie, homie, that 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 would be pretty cool in this game because League has a great story that never gets highlighted. I mean, it's League of Legends. Like you don't have time to talk about the lore. You're sure. only caring about yeah. like, like, oh, is my champion going to be able to counter the guy? I got to go spend the next 20 minutes facing in this lane, yeah. you know, like and and i and i there is so much depth in the lore and i feel like this is one of the first games they've come out with that actually gives it a chance to highlight it yeah so yeah well yeah i feel like there could be like something there and i know you just like kind of like you know casually threw it in there but for me personally as a huge fan of the series that actually sounds dope like i would totally get in on that but neither yeah, either way what's um to t- let, let let i'm curious what is your uh what is your favorite part specifically about working at Riot at this point? Like what is you've been there now for two years. And I think you said, what's like your yeah. favorite part about being there? Um, I probably uh, sort of like the company mantra of like everyone uh, that we're really, really passionate about games. There kind of has like two payoffs to that, that I really like. The first one is that all of my coworkers all love games. So they're like super fun people to hang right. out with, chat with, play games with, you know, um, and then the second thing is, uh, like, I, I truly do believe, like, Riot cares a lot about the player experience. And there have been previous jobs that I've had in previous games that I've played that, yeah. like, I wouldn't feel super, like, ethically comfortable, like, working on that. Like, you know, like, uh, sort of, like, exploiting whales and, like, you know, probably probably sure. Sorry. Sorry, that models. and yeah. I, I believe Riot will never do that. So like, sure. That's just something that, <laughs> was that matters to me. Oh, I coughed. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> he coughed and said Facebook, I think, uh, but that's very interesting. Uh, in terms of, um, what was I just going to say? God damn it. Charlie's bad cough joke. Made me forget my last <laughs> thought. In terms of what, Dom? Thinking, I don't know. We, we lost it forever, boys. It's gone. We lost it forever. It's fine. It, it's it'll run. It'll run back and whatnot. So what is your? What is your? Uh, like I know you said you work on Runeterra <laughs> specifically. You work on like expeditions, things like that. But like you personally, like what was your favorite contribution you've made? To oh, do you? Ha- yeah. Do you have a physical? Oh, damn it, my thing. Do I have a, uh, let's see. Uh, I, I, keep, I don't think, know why I keep freezing. I'm so sorry. I think my favorite thing, like, actually was. Um, expeditions mode and working on it a your idea uh no it was not my idea but i was i was the engineer that worked like the most closely with the lead designer of it um Mm -hmm. and i actually like a lot of the ideas that i proposed ended up making it uh into the game um so like uh we have this system that like determines like the trades of like after every game you have a chance to swap in and out a card um i i wrote the system that uh like evaluates what cards we think you would want to trade out and evaluates what cards we think would be good to trade in wait so those aren't just random no no it, it, it's designed Ooh. to be able to like make your deck better um yeah. and what and what we saw over time is when we first uh when we first played expeditions the best um region combo by far was demacia Freljord and like the optimal strategy was just to play big creatures because like you're picking from packs of two cards you know so we you would have these really like unstreamlined decks where synergies didn't matter um so the meta was just like everyone draft big creature decks and draft defensive tricks to try to protect them and it, in in my opinion it mm-hmm. was like pretty boring and what we have now is like night and day from that 
you know, like now, like the linear decks, like the Teemo deck, and like the, even I think the Poro deck is pretty good. The Spider deck is really good. Poro deck, so much like, fun. I, dude. I, I think there's a much bigger diversity of viable decks that you're able to draft in the Expeditions mode. That like I feel, I feel like I was ma- able to make a big contribution to that. Um, nice. I would say my joke answer was a uh, really, really uh, busted deck I discovered in the Alpha that I managed to get a card nerfed into the ground. <laughs> Okay, I, uh, I mean, this. it's it's coming back a little bit, but um, back in the day, there was a card called Iceborne Legacy that cost five mana burst and gave a card um, plus two plus two and all cards with the same name of it plus two plus two. Um, and I was trying. Wait, they, what's that? Did they still have that kind? Do they still kind of yeah, have that? The... So it, they they reduced it to three mana plus one plus one, and we only recently nerfed it, or we recently changed it back to plus two plus two, but now it's slow. Um, and so uh, the reason okay. it originally got changed to three mana plus one plus one was because I built a deck originally like that was just like my like 38 39th 40th card which shows how bad of a deck builder I am um, of uh, <laughs> failure and spiders where it's like I want to build a deck around pack mentality to give all my spider lanes plus three plus three and overwhelm you know and I want to play entreat to be able to always have Elise um, in play because Elise is like the card that is like sort of like your spider lord or whatever mm. um and then I was like, oh, I need a 38th, 39th, 40th card. Oh, Iceborne Legacy is probably good. I'll just always target Spiderling with that. And then after a few games, I realized, oh, this is the best thing I can possibly be doing in our game. And I just always <laughs> mulliganed for it. And the deck was... Because what was what made it so good was um, the designers had kind of like built in these safety valves in the game where it's like uh, these swarm strategies are really, really strong where you make a bunch of one uh, one toughness units. Um, but then you can get punished by spells that say like deal one to everything, deal two to everything, right. you know. Um, but because Iceborne Legacy was burst and it gave plus two plus two, the general play pattern is against decks that didn't have these like sweeper effects, you would just win because you would be faster than them. Right. But against right. decks that did have the sweeper effects, you would develop your board, make this giant board. Uh, they would try to kill all your things, and then at burst speed, which just means like they don't get a chance to react. You just make all of your stuff bigger. So you've spent the same right. number of cards, the same number of mana, all your units survived, and they're just dead. Um, so the deck was was very, very good. That sounds like yeah, fun. And then actually. you nerfed it to the ground. And then we nerfed right. it to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can tell you my favorite deck, even though it's not like meta or anything like that, would be Braum with some Pora. Braum, Ash with some Pora, oh, yeah. dude. Like for me, it's just it's just yeah. fun. I don't know. Yeah. Oh no. I especially the the the, the giant poro that like takes I, in all I the little poros that are on the field. It's so fun. I I've yeah. been begging our team to um the the team that is in charge of like the pets that you have on the side. I've been begging them to yeah. give like the poro like a special reaction when you play Heart of the Fluff. I think it'd be like nice. so cool if it like jumped into the pile or something and then like came back. But who knows if that'll ever happen? The animations yeah. are great, man. I I, I will say. That's that's one thing I love about it for sure. Also, one thing, one like little quality of life feature that I really like about the game is like, let's say you do have six creatures on the board and you want to do all of them, you just click the left one, drag yep. them all up like this, boom, and then they're all on the field. Yeah. Like instead of me having to be like doom, 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 like hmm. so. Yeah, that's one little thing I really liked. It's ta- I feel like it's taken a while for the digital card games to get to this point in terms of cool animations. I feel like that is something that it really adds value to the game because there's such cool creatures and spells and like lore of all the stuff and being able to see this, this animated, like, like life and like ecos, like it's, it's awesome. It's really cool. I'm, I'm excited for the day that we get that in hollow form in front of us. I just want to be, I want to be playing that on a table and like I put down a dragon and it pops up, you know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah. 
that that's oh, the feature that's yeah. what i want that's the feature <laughs> i want there was like eye of the judgment for playstation i don't know if you're like playstation 2 or playstation 3 that had that it uses the psi and you could actually it would do that like you have little card games and it was essentially the same thing with magic um and i guess runeterra as well but you like you put it down there and the the cards would come to life on your screen it was pretty roll that's wild. awesome yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why they never came back with that. That would be fun. So there you go. There's there's your next idea for a console. <laughs> there you go. I'll take I'll take my one percent royalty. Thank you. Neil's like Neil's just like try shit that <laughs> We got we have like there's like thirty thousand days of working right now. I ain't bringing your dumbass idea. <laughs> I know. I, I that's totally um, thing. Um, all right. So uh, just I know we're kind of like running over a little bit, but I had a an, a quick question of like how did you get um, from was it Zynga that used to work for? Is that what it was? That that mobile game company, or is it? I, um, I I interned at Zynga when I was in college, um, and then I worked at a uh, small studio that oh, worked cool. on a, a bingo game on Facebook called <laughs> Bingo Blitz. Bingo Blitz, there you dude, living uh, the dream. I know exactly. <laughs> well, now you actually are. <laughs> how how did you get from like from that to Facebook, and then be like? And then to get that connection to to Riot, was it just mainly co- like pure like right place, right time kind of thing, or were like did you happen to have a contact in there? Yeah, like, I mean, hey, I, like everything doing- is just like sheer dumb luck. Like there's like there's people that <laughs> like sometimes ask me like, hey, like how did you get into the game industry? I'm like, I don't know. I kept trying, and eventually it worked out. Like like yeah. in, in yeah. college, like I I struggled to get like an internship until I went to some like networking event and like. I had my, my previous internship because I couldn't get anything else was at like the Southern California earthquake center doing like <laughs> earthquake modeling. And, and like the, the guy from Intel that I talked to was like, Oh cool. You want to save lives? And I'm like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. That was exactly the reason I did that, you know? Um, and like, that was the first time I sort of did something related to the games industry. Um, but like, so at my, at my first job, um, I had never been a backend engineer before. Like everything I had done, it was always like on client side. Uh, but when they interviewed me, they actually didn't like my client size skills very much, but really liked my backend networking skills, which I had taken Whoa. one class in in college. So they hired that me for that. Surprising, dude. Yeah, That's I know. Um, but like that, that studio happened to do all of their work in PHP, which like uh, Facebook uh, has most of their stuff in. So when like that studio announced they were laying everyone off, within like two hours, I got a call from a Facebook representative that wanted to hire me. Uh, yeah, it was just okay. like totally random and totally lucky. And headhunter stuff is wild. It's yeah. wild how that happens. Yeah, and like I had been trying, I've been trying, trying, trying to get hired by like a game studio that I really wanted to work for, and it hadn't worked out. So I ended up taking the job at Facebook, um, and then I was able to sort of like leverage that for to make other game companies more interested in hiring me. Um, yeah, man. And then for for Riot in particular. Um, I had a friend that I had met through um, playing Magic the Gathering at my local game store uh, <laughs> that worked at, at Riot and worked on Legends of Runeterra. That's and so, funny. like, we were just friends. He knew I was a software engineer, so he referred me, and then I passed the interview. So, you know, yeah. like, just, like, totally random things that I didn't think would have led me into the job that I wanted were, like, the biggest contributors, you know. Yeah. Randomly, my studio doing PHP development 
and then randomly meeting someone by playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> it's funny how like you know parents would say when we were little, it's like oh, video games aren't going to get you anywhere. And now yeah, look at it. so <laughs> it's actually it's video games are the whole reason why I'm even in the film industry because the first movie, well, not the whole reason I'm in the film industry, but because of where I am. First movie I ever worked on, Charlie was DPing at like the director of photography, and I heard you like video games. I was like, oh man, you're playing? Are you wearing a Guild Wars T-shirt? And I was like, oh dude, I played Guild yeah. Wars too. And then boom, here we are. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just funny how that that all works out. I mean, it, that that it. I'm I'm mainly curious about that question because it happens everywhere, and everyone's always like, oh, yeah. "Oh well, you know, you could." Yes, there are people who like go out there, they make it happen, they like are won't take no for an answer. They go through, they they are very adamant about the grind, something. The hustle. Yeah, they, they, they go for it, and then you have people like you know, I'm in that that same boat as well, where I like you know, I wanted to do uh, like I was doing computer science in college, and like I kind of fell into the film thing, and then. Uh, just happened to have like a viral video that blew up uh, back in the early 2000s that launched my film career. And then going from there, it's just like, you know, getting uh i went bankrupt multiple times living in new york because i ran out of money because it's so expensive i didn't know anything and then just happened to get a random phone call to work for a dp who is now like one of the biggest directors you know in the, in the tv world it's 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 just wild how there's the most random things that 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 happens so it just goes to show that networking and meeting people and having a good attitude and work ethic is very important yeah so. So if that's if anybody's ever struggling and trying to figure out something to do, I don't know how things are going to go for job hunting in these times. Yeah. So with uh, Corona. yes, Charlie, please tell me, <laughs> yeah. please give me more insight on this. We're, like, we're going to need you to uh, have lost my. You're going to we're going to need you to have some uh, some good work ethic, Crondo. So yeah, I, I need some good work ethic. Yeah, what it create? What it, it's very interesting. Yeah, it, interesting. I'm not going to get into a very interesting time to be <laughs> to be a worker in the world, right? Yeah. So, because uh, you know, if the things don't uh, settle down or pick back up within the next, you know, months, couple months or so, like I'm going to be in that situation where I'm going to have to take me doing Python a little bit more seriously and teaching myself. So, <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, uh, do we have any other questions for Neil that we want to talk about? Yeah, there were a couple we questions. Uh, well, I was going to say before uh, we get into our our oh, community questions. It's only it's only a couple anyway, but yeah, let's okay, that. Cool. Cool. I feel like I got all my, my answers or questions answered. What's oh, yeah. uh, dude? I, I I want that story, though, man. <laughs> that I, every time you said that, I'm sitting here like stuck on it. Like I've been oh, sitting no. here thinking about it, and I'm That's like, it. I'm like, man, that would be tight, right? Like if you could like go through and you'd have to actually like fight through the legions of Demacia and like have to like or or defend, you know, the Freljord. Or I don't know, like that. That sounds actually really freaking cool well, like, like i said those are just examples know, of things we could build i know i know i know i know theory crafting it was just, it's just one of those yes. things yeah maybe i'll go do it myself there you go there's your job application <laughs> right yeah right um so uh, i came up with this new game uh, story mode for no i'm just kidding um wiki wolf asks were there any funny bugs on your journey i don't know if that means like game bugs or like oh, try, get, navigating this like game world or what but any funny bugs in your journey oh, let me think there's a couple um i think the funniest bug and i i wish i could say which champion it was for but that champion is in a, a set that hasn't been released so i'm not allowed to say sure um, fair enough but uh it is a champion that you would not at all associate with camouflage, but when that champion attacked, it would disappear from from the board state. Um, <laughs> and it was just this really, really sneaky uh, champion that was not designed to be sneaky at all. Uh, that was probably my favorite one. Um, I think. 
So you're talking about Alex. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I just try to think of one of the most bulky characters. It's not Braum because Braum's already yeah. in the game. Um, let's see. I mean, we had some like uh, infinite loops that like infinite card combo loops that we had to disassemble because they just like they weren't made... supposed to be infinite. Yeah, we didn't we didn't realize they were infinite combos until someone blew up our playtest with them. Um, Dude, and I love it. I love infinite combos. They, they would eventually. Um, it was uh, let's see. It was with a card in the future as well as a card that exists right now. Um, the card that exists right now is the card is whenever your ally survives damage, you give it plus one plus zero. Um, it used to say plus one plus one, and that re- that resulted in an infinite loop where like eventually it would our our game server would be like all right that's enough and then send send everything down to the client but then you'd see the client just like shoot laser beams of buffs flying everywhere as like wow. it's it's resolving and yeah that's it, was, it was pretty entertaining oh actually i have another good one um so we used to have a different um timo puff cap animation where r- rather than coming up once it would you would draw your card or you would they would actually be real physical cards and you would draw them one at a time and they would okay. just like you draw them and there's a mushroom pop you draw it, it's a mushroom pop. Um, and when we go to the end of game screen, it's a, it's a Unity project. So the end of game screen just sits on top of the game. The game hasn't been deallocated yet. Oh, okay. um, and so you would, would die, you would die to mushrooms, <laughs> but then the mushroom cards would keep coming up and popping through through your end <laughs> of game screen. It just was like so oh, it was like man. so on character for Timo. It's like, no, you're not done yet. And like and Timo's VO just like kept talking nonsense as you've already died. Oh, and it's could so annoying, guys. Let me like, tell you. you oh yeah, yeah. You, oh, okay. <laughs> you could leave, but it was still funny. popping up. Timo decks are like one of those things where it's like your impending doom is yes. approaching yes. and you know it and there's nothing you can do to stop it like you just feel it slowly happening and you're like please play dude if i draw one card i could actually win this game and then you draw a card and it's like oh wait this is the one that had three shrooms and not two. Oh, i lost son of a bitch yeah yeah team yeah. can be team can be very frustrating and the, uh, the other one from uh guaco loco uh not really i don't i don't know if this is spoiler spoilery for you to answer but he said what's up with valorant is it going to be as good as i've heard which i think we've all heard that it's going to be good and if there's any in, insider really info good. it's going to be good uh i i hope Have it's going to be good uh i actually haven't played it like competitive first person shooters are like not my thing at all like gotcha. the okay. total opposite of my thing um and the internal playtests that we had were at like a really inconvenient time for me so i just never got in on them but like i do know that like we have a lot of people that have made like a lot of uh games in the past that like i fanboy like crazy over like i think like this is either like the lead engineer of halo 2 or one of the lead engineers of halo sure. 2 is like working on valorant and it's just like yeah awesome. yeah like i huge halo 2 like yeah. that game yeah. is one of my favorites Dude, halo 2 is the best yeah. man um so Halo 2 and Goldeneye were just the, probably like the only shooters I've ever yeah. seen. That, that question brings makes me think of a question. In terms of internal playtests, are you all allowed to play internal like like playtests in the in the company? Um it kind of like starts slow and builds out. So like um like I'm on the gameplay team, so like we are working on like future sets. So we actually start with um just like our immediate team. So like the designers sure. just played together. Because like as you expand outwards, there is a decreasing level of tolerance for like bugs and nonsense and right, low right, quality, right. you know. Um, so as it gets higher and higher quality and closer and closer ready to ship, we will have more, involve more people in the playtest. So like 
when we were working on a new set, it's usually just the few set leads and then it's the whole design team and then it's the whole design team plus engineers and then it's all of our team. And then it maybe will sometimes be um, all of all of Riot, probably just as like a last final sweep to catch any bugs that we might have sure. missed. Um, and then it will, you know, go out to players. And so for for cool. like Valorant and for those other games, you know, like they worked internally for a really, really long time. And only once they were ready, did they have like the company wide alpha. Right. Well, you know, I'm sure I'm sure it's an exciting time to be a part of Riot with with like, you know, what Runeterra came out in the end of last year, like middle of last year. Oh, yeah. Valorant at some point soon it's definitely it's definitely i mean obviously league of legends is always as big as it is is going to be but it must be exciting time to be a part of riot because there's a lot of cool stuff going on yeah when we had our our uh l10 anniversary like 10 year anniversary celebration of league where we like announced all of our games all the things that we had work had been working on for years man that was one of the best best yeah. moments of the last few years i'm sure that's My exciting friend. man it's cool like I, your story is really cool because like you already like playing card games and you're an engineer and now you're playing you're you're an engineer for a card game. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's I'm happy for you. That's really cool. Thank, thanks yeah. for thanks for coming on and telling us that story. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank thank you guys for having me. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, of course. And uh, if you want, you can. Uh, do you have any? So I meant to ask you this before. I totally uh, was a you know a bad person and didn't ask you. Is there <laughs> any uh, any socials you want to give out there? Like, hey, if you, you want streaming people? now? Right? Sure, I, I will give plug, you streaming. I'll plug my uh, my Twitch stream. It is twitch.tv slash neil n e i l underscore a d e. So neil n e i l underscore a n d e. Awesome. Well, we will uh, we'll put the that link in the description below, and we'll also we'll follow you on our podcast um, channel, and then oh, hell we'll yeah. give you uh, we'll host you as well. So that way, it's we have everybody who comes on and is a is a you know a guest on our podcast be add to our our, our hosting rotation. So if you're on, um, it typically how that works out. So you know, cool. thank you very much for coming on and being a part and talking with us about your experiences at at Riot Games, man. It's uh, it's it's cool. Like you know, I knew that you know. Me working in the film industry, you working in the game industry. We have some cool people who work uh, in our family. Yeah, right? some cool stuff. So, but yes, humble <laughs> brag over there, man. I'm a little child, dude. Trying, try, that's, that was a cool humble brag. I'll, I'll take it. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't humble brag very often. So, I just, I just, I had to say one thing. This is funny on your on your Twitch. The very end, your little disclaimer. <clears throat> if you'd like to offer balanced feedback, you're welcome to share. But please know that I'm not someone that can meaningfully take action on it. <laughs> I mean, it's people's favorite topic, so I just like, I don't know. I, I want them to know what my answer is going to be before they ask the question. Yeah, totally. I, I don't blame you. I'm sure, yeah, that's something to deal with. Yeah. Hey, man, thanks for thanks for working on a quality yeah. game because I think, dude, I, I've played so many trash games over the last <laughs> years, and I definitely, Runeterra's, I'm excited to when you guys actually, like, release it. It's because it's still yeah. in beta, technically, yeah. right? Yeah, still in beta. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll be we'll be on the lookout for more of that. Maybe I'll download it and maybe stream it. I'll definitely be streaming some Valorant, so we'll see how that. Oh, definitely, so yeah, yeah. That'll 100%. be a good time because I think that uh, open beta is what in a week, the tenth, yeah. I think April tenth. Yeah. yeah. So I know they're doing a closed beta right now, which happened started yesterday, I think. So, yeah. but I'm curious to see um, how that all comes about. So anyway, thanks, uh, thanks again, Neil, and we'll uh, see you guys all next time. I guess we'll see you then. With next right. time next time is tomorrow <laughs> next time is no technically we're not doing the podcast until monday wait what we're streaming monday. tomorrow though right we're streaming yeah. tomorrow yes okay yes. sorry but, but anyway anyway thanks again catch you guys later cheers bye